0: Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. Hey, everybody. BJ Kramer here doing another solo answering a question from one of our small business partners today uh, the question is as president of MCFA how do you keep a firm grip on running the company and at the same time allow it to operate with an open palm what's the balance so before I before I get into how I try to do this I want to I want to make it clear I'm always trying to do this um, and it's it is a balance and and it's a struggle uh, because it's not an easy thing. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And if it was as easy as reading a book, which I've read plenty, uh, we'd all get there a lot faster, but it requires time. It requires patience. It requires intentionality. It requires finding the right people. It requires putting together the right standard operating procedures. Um, but I'm going to try and summar- summarize this Um in a, in a few bullets. And there's a resource with each of these bullets that I'll tag in the show notes um, because I think they've all kind of helped me. Um, so first and foremost, it's I have a goal of growing a company. So in order to grow a company, we have to grow a company. I And, and the recognition there is that there's a lot of small businesses out there that are really sole proprietors. Uh, especially in the engineering space. And and let me be clear that there is nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think that some of the best technical experts I know hate being managed, hate being told what to do and do their best work by working for themselves on their own timeline. Uh, everybody kind of has a boss at the end of the day if you have bill payers and clients uh, and projects deadlines. but there's a lot of sole proprietors out there that are extremely extremely competent or or expert professionals and that's their intent. So this uh, this probably doesn't apply to them as much. This applies to maybe the sole proprietor that wants to get out of all of the work um or or all of the every every job in the in the business. And So it starts with recognizing that the only way to grow is, um, is through other people. So two philosophies, uh, one is a book by Dan Sullivan, who not how, and the other is a, um, a saying or a, or, or a process, uh, through the entrepreneurial operating system by Gino Wickman called delegate and elevate, uh, so, and then inside the Delegate and Elevate, I'll also mention a Michael Hyatt tool. I think it's called the Vision Caster or the Delegation Tool. All of these I will I will hit in the show notes. But first and foremost, it starts out by um, wanting to grow your business. And I will share a quick uh, parable that I think is is worth hitting here just to exaggerate the two ends of the spectrum of the uh, the sole proprietor versus the the corporate giant, and it's the parable of the Mexican fisherman. I've shared this in the emails. I'm going to read it to you now. An American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal Mexican village when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the small boat were several large yellowfin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish and asked how long it took to catch them. The Mexican replied only a little while. The American then asked, why didn't he stay out longer and catch more fish? The Mexican said he had enough to support his family's immediate needs. The American then asked, but what did you do with the rest of your time? The Mexican fisherman said, I sleep late, fish a little, play with my children, take siestas with my wife, stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine and play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life. The American scoffed. I'm a... I won't call this school out. I'm an Ivy League MBA and could help you. You should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. Eventually, you would have a fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to middlemen, you would sell directly to the processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You would control the product processing and distribution. You would need to leave this small coastal village and move to Mexico City then LA and eventually New York city where you will run your expanding enterprise. The Mexican fisherman asked, but how long will this all take? To which the American replied 15 to 20 years. But then what? Asked the Mexican. The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You would make millions, millions. Then what? The American said, Then you would retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take siestas with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play your guitar with your amigos. So I, I start this by saying growth is not for everybody. It's not everybody's goal. The why of what you're doing anything matters more than what I'm about to talk about. Um, this is kind of my how of how we're trying to grow a business, and and I can talk about why I want to grow another business on an or why I want to grow our business on another podcast. Um, I it has to do with, a lot with the podcast, which is to to innovate in the industry. It's about grooming young talent. It's about changing the way uh, the way business is done. Um, so I've got all these other reasons outside of just an IPO someday so I can go to the fish, go uh, fish. So the whole point of the story is to recognize like, it's not just about an IPO. A lot of it is about empowering other people, creating a diversity of opportunities uh, for, for younger staff, giving them an opportunity to move, move up. My goal is not, was not to set out to be the best project manager, a construction manager, uh, professional. It was, it is to build a company of extremely competent uh, technical professionals, project management professionals, construction professionals in the industry and and really to to innovate uh, in the industry and and really at the end of the day, steward public and private investments more effectively. Um, so a lot of what I'm talking about is because I think about this topic a lot. I think about it as my ability to to you know, let go my ability to disconnect, um, my ability to enable and empower uh, other leaders to grow, and all of that is very, very hard um, when you don't have the structures in place. I'll, I'll, I don't have a ton of corporate experience. I have enough uh, to know it, it, it wasn't for me, and and. Through conversations with friends, but I do have mega corporate experience from the army, and the army has all these systems in place, and you know it has all your rank structures in place. It has professional education process in place. It has these tremendous amount of needs worldwide, um, and at each stepping stone, you know, in in big organizations, people have opportunities. And but I think the army does a lot of stuff really, really, really good. On our side of the small business coin is like, we don't have all of that in place. And so I'll I'll start with the fact that we might not even have our, our vernacular, if that's the right word, our vocab, our common operating language inside of our company. Whereas in the army, everybody is taught certain things right out of the gates in boot camp. And by the time they get to a unit, they at least have a clue what's going on, and they have manager structure, management structures from, you know, team leader to squad leader to platoon leader to company commander to battalion commander, and, and all the way up. So you have this very strong organization, uh, very strong organizational culture, um, very strong common operating language, uh, and in small business, you're creating a lot of that, and you're trying to create it around how you do business and. How, how you want your business to operate and how you want people in your business to, to do work or treat clients or kick off a meeting or write a proposal or collect money or send out invoices. And there's a lot that goes on in a small business. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I might be rambling here, but I want to hit, in order to grow a small business, you have to grow a small business and growth requires people and bringing people in requires trust. So the very first part is how do you recruit the right people? Before you start recruiting people, you have to tell yourself what is what is it about the business that you love to do, that you're great at, and that you would do all of the time if it's all you had to worry about. And there's a there's a sheet called Delegate and Elevate, and I think it's important to do this sheet before you talk to anybody about anything that goes on, um, so fill that form out. It's in the show notes. It'll talk about what you know, what you love to do, what you hate to do, what you're great at, what you're what you're not great at, and and focus in on you know complimenting yourself with the things outside of your zone of genius, which is another Dan Sullivan uh, uh, strategic coach commentary. So who not how? It starts with getting the right people around you. Um, getting the right people around you is all about hiring process. Hiring process is all about uh, really defining culture, really defining what you know what you're looking for in people uh, from both a personal, personality standpoint, a technical competency standpoint. Um, but it's also about defining what success looks like in each of those tasks. So the army, the traditional standard operating procedure, it's like, how do we do business at MCFA? How do we do business at us army? How do we do business at XYZ company? That's standard operating procedures. The, the next topic I would talk about. So outside of standard operating procedures is scorecards. Um, Scorecards are, how are you keeping score week to week in your business? Uh, So those standard operating procedures probably have some result that have to happen. Those results should be um, bubbling themselves up into a scorecard or dashboard or whatever so that you know, you know, these things matter. And I, I could throw some things out there that I think matter on most scorecards, but it's 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 gotta be customized to your needs. So pipeline is always one of them, you know, marketing or sales pipeline, uh, collections, accounts receivable, cash on hand, line of credit, um net promoter score or some kind of customer customer review of how you guys are doing. Uh all of those things should be bubbling up and and some people can do this week to week, some people have to do this month to month. Um, So standard operating procedures and scorecards are kind of base pieces of of the process. Inside of professional services firms, everything comes down to the ability to delegate. Um, And a client delegates to us through a scope of work. Um, They write it out. They define what their problem is. They define what kind of the result that they're looking for. But they are outsourcing that problem to us as a professional services organization we have to do the exact same thing for anybody that's solving a problem inside of our company and you know some people i've actually had this on a podcast delegate versus empower um but delegate and elevate sounds good so it's easier to remember but what we're really doing is empowering other people to take responsibility take ownership of a problem set and and give them some left and right limits. Uh, again, an army term, uh, maybe constraints um, to, to solve that problem. Here it is, project. And this goes for delegate and elevate. This goes for who, not how. Define the project. What is the project? Who is it assigned by? Who is it assigned to? What's the date? What's the delegation level? This is really important. And I'll go through the five levels of delegation he talks about. Level one is task. Do exactly what I asked you to do. Hey, book this flight on this day. Level two is research the topic and report back. Hey, I need a flight out of town to Nashville in October for the Sammy Small Business Conference, or it's actually November. uh, Sammy Small Business Conference, figure out, you know, can you let me know what flights are available? Level three, research the topic, outline the options, and make a recommendation. Hey, here are the flights. Here are the different options. Here are the different airlines. Here's the costs. This is what time you leave. Based on your schedule, I think you should take these two flights. Make a decision and tell me what you did. Hey, BJ, I booked your flight. Here's the thing. Make whatever decision you think is best. You know, that probably doesn't apply to to the... airline because I'm affected by what, which one I take on. But that's, that's total empowerment is, Hey, I trust you to make the decision. So please make whatever decision you think is best. So five levels of delegation, do exactly what I ask you to do. Research the topic and report back, research the topic, outline the options and make a recommendation, make a decision and tell me what you did, make whatever decision you think best. So vision, describe what it is you want to do, rationale, provide your reasoning for doing it, details, what are the specifics of the project, timeline, milestones, what's going to be, and then what are the outcomes? List your success criteria. So I can't tell you how many people are in the professional services business, me included. I don't always do this. Um, and, And I'll talk about delegation goes both ways, and that's about getting the right people. I don't always do this. And then I'm frustrated when i don't get the result i expected. well, i didn't lay out the success criteria. i didn't give a budget or or think through that. i just what we call it mcfa. i threw the blue marker across the room and hoped somebody was catching it. i may not have even told the exact person who i wanted to do it. i just kind of threw it on the table and in my head i had delegated it out to the team, but that's really bad unclear Leadership and communication. So, I think if if you just add that delegation tool to your to your repertoire, you'll you'll be a lot more successful, and you'll be a lot less frustrated. And again, I'm preaching to the choir, I'm, I'm, or I'm I'm preaching to myself here. All right, so that's delegate and elevate. That's the delegation tool. These are tools. These are kind of the the science of growth or delegation, and, and I may not be hitting everything here, but the the more art side of this and the more philosophical side of this is the ability to let go, um, the ability to maybe compartmentalize, the ability to take your foot off the gas a little bit. Inspiring People in Places is brought to you by MCFA. MCFA is a CVE-verified, service-disabled, veteran owned small business at MCFA our why is to inspire people and places through project leadership we provide planning strategy program management and construction management support services to a wide variety of public and private sector clients i'm going to compare this to parenting if if you're a parent you've experienced what i'm about to tell you you know your kid is starting to walk you start out by holding their fingers and they walk a little bit while well, you first they start out by crawling then they start out by, you know, standing themselves up at a table. Then they, then they start walking with you holding their fingers and then they walk a little bit on their own and they fall and then they walk a little further. And before you know it, they're walking really, really, really easy crawl, walk, run, you know, by the time they're three, four, five years old, they know how to, they know how to run. Um, that is the crawl, walk, run, you know, model as your kids get older and my kids aren't that old but you have to apply the same philosophy to again letting go a little more taking a little bit bigger of a risk and i'm going to highlight this with we were at the beach and my daughter and son seven and five are both boogie boarding my three-year-old is not i'm standing at the beach watching them boogie board strong swimmers are strong enough. Uh, I tell them, stay at waist deep, ride those littler waves, blah, blah, blah. Well, slowly they get a little further out and I'm saying, all right, they're, they're okay. Then they get a little further out and I'm like, all right, I'm whistling, get back in. And my son is, you know, falls off the board and it's a little deeper than, you know, than, uh, stomach depth. And a wave comes and he gets pummeled and he's trying to get back on his board and he gets back on his board, but I'm like, I have to go help him. So I hold my, you know, I can either leave my daughter on the thing because I'm freaking out to go rescue him or I pick her up. I I run out and before I get there, I'm trying to like explain to him what to do. And he gets back on the board by himself and a wave, you know, slowly brings him back in. And in my mind, this is a, this is a telling story. Hopefully I'm telling it good enough to, to paint the picture, but there was risk. And I was watching myself allow the risk to happen. And I think we have to do the same thing in the business. And that's where the scorecard comes in is like, Hey, what happened this week? Did everything I think needed to happen happen? How much was I involved in it? Hey, am I still doing things that you know I'm not an expert at? Uh, all right, what else can I take off my plate? Who else could do them? How do I how do I slowly hand those things off? And I think the the you know again the the intentionality of it, the discipline of slowly handing things off, and not rushing, is important a lot of people get frustrated with this process, present company included, because we try to delegate too quick, too much or unclearly. And we don't really define the success. And therefore, we frustrate and we're like, I'm never hiring another person. It's just easier to do it myself. Training people is blah, 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 blah. So I'm here to convince you that and that you are the answer to this problem. These tools are the answer to the problem and it's really about slowing down, being disciplined and being intentional. Uh, those worksheets will help you work through it. The second part is you're probably a workaholic. You're probably you know, obsessed with being control and there's some level of you that needs to always feel control. So you have to be okay with some uncertainty. And find your way to slowly build that uncertainty because what we end up doing is we allow a frustration or an uncertainty to grow into a, to a catastrophe in our heads for no reason, right? We, we think that by worrying, we're managing. We're not right if we turn all of that worry into an action of hey how do i know that this is happening by having a checklist filled out or by having a scorecard check in or by having a a meeting and checking the checker if we just convert all of this to to process it it happens a lot better a lot more intentionally and a lot more successfully all right the, 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 there's one other thing i need to hit here and it's it goes along with all of this. It's ego, and it's the need to feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, um, or or that you're contributing enough to your own company. And this is this is an internal battle. Um, and I don't mean ego in a negative sense. It's it's hey. This is, this is my company. I want to be around. I want people to feel like I'm doing, I'm not talking about leadership, right? You do need to be around. You do need to be setting the cadence and, and casting the vision. And you need to find out like what, what parts of the business, you know, do you still do and don't you do, but being a leader doesn't mean you have to be working 80 hours a week, every week for the end of time. It's unsustainable. Leading is also not about being the chief problem solver all the time. If you're the chief problem solver because you get satisfaction in solving all the problems, you're never going to allow people to become problem solvers. And again, going back to that, like, hey, you got to be uncertain or, or in the way you delegate, hey, maybe I quickly take somebody from a level one delegation to a level five delegation. And, you know, whether that's a, a weekly task or a monthly task or a, a quarterly reporting or something like that, how do you, how do you disciplined go about that? But you have to be able to say to yourself, the what works best for the company is not for me to solve every problem. And I I guarantee most small business owners out there are, probably are stuck feeling like they're the only ones that can solve the problem. And some of that's ego, some of that's poor communication, some of that's poor delegation. Uh you got to work through that because if if every problem requires you to solve it, you're never going to be able to grow your business, you're never going to be able to uh improve your business and You're, you're not going to be able to sustain it. Um, so I think, you know, this, this podcast may produce some other questions. I, you know, this is probably a a 40 hour course that I just tried to do in, in, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So send us your questions. I will post all of these tools in the, in the comments. And if you're a small business that needs help with this, uh, or a small business owner or maybe you're growing a division of a company I'm happy to talk through it with you you know one on one give you some give you some thoughts share my experiences it's not easy but it is worth it uh, and uh, wish you the best of luck till next time have a great week and a great weekend hey everybody if you're enjoying this show do us a favor and subscribe to inspiring people and in places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants and all your friends and family in the AEC space. Be sure to visit our website www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch with us and learn about all of the projects and clients we're helping. Last but not least, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Do us a favor, Take a look at what jobs we have open, contact us through our website, or connect with me on LinkedIn. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend.